Hey there, future fans! This week, there's no regular episode, but I do come to you with a Prey review. If you have not seen the movie yet, fear not. This is a spoiler-free review in the first half, as always. Then, after the break and plenty of warning, we get into the spoilers. So, without further ado, here we go. everyone welcome to the show i'm not doing a regular episode this week because there's not a lot of interesting things coming out and i almost didn't do an episode but then my wife convinced me to do this much at least but let me at least tell you about something interesting coming out in theaters uh, one thing is a movie called inu o that is getting a nationwide release supposedly uh, i don't think a movie like this normally gets a nationwide release just like last week, there was one website that says it's nationwide, another that says it's not. But it's about a person named Inu O who is born with unique physical characteristics, and the horrified adults cover every inch of his body with garments, including a mask on his face. One day he meets a boy named Tomona, a blind Biwa player, and as Tomona plays a delicate song of tangled fate, Inu O discovers an incredible ability to dance. Every review I've seen so far for this movie says it's really good, so I'm going to keep an eye out for this one, but maybe not in theaters. It's not like it's Your Name or Weathering With You or one of those more recent anime movies that really made big waves. Not one of those. But my friends, let us remember that this is an episode that is a review of Prey, so let's talk about that. If you don't remember or you missed the last episode, Prey is a Hulu original movie that came out last week. The official synopsis is the origin story of the Predator in the world of the Comanche Nation 300 years ago. Naru, a skilled female warrior, fights to protect her tribe against one of the first highly evolved Predators to land on Earth. This stars Amber Midthunder from Roswell, New Mexico, and Harlan Blaine Kaitwahat, I think, from Shorzy. So I was excited for this movie. Uh, I think a lot of us were. As far as I could tell, that the only people who weren't excited for it were people who just legitimately don't like movies like that, and that's fine. People who have given up on the Predator series, which I fully understand, and just straight-up misogynists. But if you were one of those people that were excited for this film, or you weren't but for a good reason, well, let me tell you that it is a lot of fun, and you know what? It's well worth your time, especially because you either already have Hulu or you have access to Hulu. And I'm going to say something a little controversial here. And a lot of people are saying, a lot of reviews have said, that this is the best Predator movie since the first. But I kind of disagree. I think that the first wins out of pure nostalgia and because it's an Arnie action flick. I think that's where the first one wins. I think in every other way, this film wins. Don't get me wrong, I still love the first movie, but this was better in just so many ways. The acting was better. It just looked like a better film, like quality-wise. And sometimes with older films, that's not really fair. And especially when it's an old 
action horror movie like Predator was. But it's still an important point to bring up that Prey was able to do the whole survival horror thing and just look like a better film. But the big question is, especially with a film like this, is is it fun? Because, let's be honest, we can talk about the merits of a movie being a good quality film as far as cinema goes and the art of cinematography and all that. But, especially with a movie that takes place in the Predator series, is it enjoyable? And yes, it is. So, Prey tells the story of Naru, a young woman in the Comanche Nation, who wants to become a warrior, she wa- or a hunter. She wants to be a hunter, but guess what? She was born a woman, so they expect her to learn medicine and to go foraging and learn how to cook and all that stuff. So one of the overarching ideas of this movie is this story of a woman wanting to be part of what has been typically a man's world and trying to show them that, no, we can both exist in this world. This is a story that has been around for a while, and unfortunately, it still needs to be told, even to this day. So she wants to be a hunter. She wants to go out and and, and just hunt things for food and provide for the tribe. And she has people fighting against her doing this, other hunters. She has a brother. And remember, this is the spoiler-free part of the show, so I won't be spoiling anything for you. But you can tell her brother gets it, but he's also like, hey... Stick to your thing. I'm not going to be a dick to you about this, but stick to your thing and I'll do this. And then she comes across the predator. Oh no, it's on earth hunting like bear and shit. So we have the story with her and her tribe. We have the story with her and the predator. And we have a character that could fall easily into the final girl trope, but does so much to avoid it. And what I like a lot about this movie that I did talk about on the show last week was that they got actual Native Americans to play the Native Americans in this movie. I thought that was really cool. Just right about that same time that that news came out that John Leguizamo was upset that James Franco was going to be playing Fidel Castro in a movie and that the people behind the movie are going, hey, this movie is about a a Latino woman and it's being played by a Latino woman. That should be fine. It's like, well, that that's not what that means, right? Just because you're giving us something that you should have been giving us for a while doesn't mean you can just throw a white person into a non-white role. That That's not what that means. Luckily, this movie strays from that and actually has the right people in the right roles. And not only that, but they're all really good. Proving the fact, or helping to prove the fact, that this should have been a thing all along. Because it's not like white people are the only ones who can act. So this movie does a good job with that. And is it historically accurate as far as the Comanche Nation goes? I don't know. I do not know. But there's nothing obviously offensive about the film, which I thought was really cool. Because especially in today's world, there are things like that, which if it's done wrong, can really take away from the enjoyment of the film. Because it's it's like you're sitting there watching it and they should know better. So this film got it in all of those categories right there. Amber Midthunder good actor. I think she did a great job. I look forward to see what she's going to do from here. And this guy named Dakota Beavers, who I think is only, yeah, he's only ever done this movie, played Tabe, the brother, and he needs to be in more things, like right away. He was really good. And if you had told me that this dude had only been in one movie and that was it, I would have thought, "Uh, really? Should we double check that? I'm not sure. So this movie was cast really well. But I kind of got off the story, didn't I? Even though the story 
Bare Bones is very similar to the first Predator. They went a completely different direction with it because we have these people who have no idea a Predator's coming. And no matter how good you are, there's only so much you can do when you have an invisible super hunter coming after you. And now that I think about it, isn't isn't it kind of lame that they have that camouflage because they're supposed to be this this race, this species, that's a better word, this species that prides itself on its hunting ability, but it's very easy to hunt when you can't be seen. Look at all these people I hunted. Yeah, bitch, you're invisible. And you're hunting people that don't even know you're coming. I'm pretty sure that even in the movie Predators, uh, the one with uh, Adrian Brody and Topher Grace and um, I can't remember who else was in it. Let's see. Lawrence Fishburne, Alice Braga, Walton Goggins, Danny Trejo, Marshala Ali. That was a good cast. But anyway, I don't think even they knew what was coming, right? Because they just woke up on this weird planet in an unfamiliar jungle and then just started getting attacked. Like they weren't, they didn't even get a chance to prepare. Even in Richard, even in Richard Connell's The Most Dangerous Game, at least he knew what was coming. But that's just a personal gripe of mine of the, of the franchise or the idea of the Predators. Because it in no way, in absolutely no way, reflects my views of these films. So what we have with Prey is a good survival horror. I wouldn't even really call it a horror. It's more of a sci-fi thriller in a way. But we have this really clever movie that takes an existing idea, something that has kind of become tired and old, and makes it new. And it also gives me hope for the future of this series, especially if the same people behind this do another one. Because this was a good idea that was as original as it could have been for an already established mythos. When watching a movie at home, something that's really important is how well it can keep your attention. Because when you can pause whenever you want, when you have your whole house at your fingertips, all of your snacks, all of your other stuff, whatever you have, it is much easier to become distracted. And this movie did keep my attention for the whole time because I became invested in Naru's story. I wanted to know how everything turned out for her. I was rooting for her as a character. And that is one of the reasons I liked this so much. Not only did it look beautiful, not only was it a interesting story, not only was it's just a, a good quality film, especially for something that goes to a streaming service. But her story interested me. So if you haven't seen this, check this out. It is well worth your time. And I think you'll walk away really happy you watched it. Prey gets a 9 out of 11. So actually one thing I forgot to talk about before we jump into the break and then go into the spoiler part is that a lot of this movie was in English. In fact, most of it was in English, but not that they were actually speaking English. It's one of those movies that kind of translates for you, and we just assume they're speaking their own language. And I'm, I'm not sure how to feel about that, because I understand why they would do that. I understand why a film company would do that, because there are quite a few people out there who don't like subtitles, and like, I don't want to read, I want to watch a movie. But that would also limit how many people would see the movie. But on the other side of the coin, we have been more inclusive and honest to the culture, to the people 
So it didn't bother me, but I also would have liked it to have been in the Comanche language. I think that would have been cool. But with that, my future friends, let us wrap up the first half of this show and jump into the break. And we'll be right back with the spoiler section. And just a reminder, the spoiler section isn't another review. I just talk about certain specific things about the film that I couldn't talk about without giving too much away. So here are a word from our friends, the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, and we're doing fine with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're, We're Doing, Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're, we're doing, doing fine. fine. All right, we're back. We are back. So this is your final warning to turn away if you do not want any spoilers for Prey. So let's talk about it. So I have to be honest. I semi-ruined this for my wife because she was very scared about the dog dying. Because the dog one of the heroes of the movie and she kept on being scared that the dog would die. So I looked it up for her because there's that website does the dog die, but I didn't quite have the information yet. But when I Googled it, this thing popped up and it had a spoiler in it. So I just read it really quick and I read it wrong. So what I read is a snippet from an article about it where it says that no, the dog doesn't die. But before that, it says it was talking about this other character that died. And so the first part of this paragraph is, unfortunately, he died. So that's all I saw. I closed my eyes for the rest and just turned it off and go, I'm sorry, the dog does die. And so for the whole time she's watching the movie, like just assuming that every time was the time that the dog was going to die. So something we liked about this movie was that we had this female main character, a female protagonist, who had all of these guys being gigantic assholes to her and never once did we fear or it even looked like she was in danger of being sexually assaulted? That that was really well done because normally that's a very cheap way to get a shock is using something as heinous and graphic as that. So the powers that be behind this film, I give huge credit to because it's just such an easy crutch, especially when it comes to horror. So we have Naru who ran out on her own because she knows that there's something out there. The print she saw, the footprint she saw was for something way bigger and way different than a bear. So she knew there's something out there and she kind of sees it as her sign, especially because when that predator ship came down, she thought it was the Thunderbird. She thought it was a sign for her. And what I really liked about her character is that she was badass, but also seemed like she was unsure of herself because when she was facing off against that mountain lion, she hesitated way too long. It was coming at her. She had a spear. They were both on the branch or the tree limb. And she had it right there. Its mouth was even open. She could have just went, hey, and jabbed it, jabbed it in the mouth with the spear. 
But instead, the branch breaks, she falls, hits her head, wakes up back at home with her brother coming back with the mountain lion and is now the war chief or something. I forgot exactly what the phrasing was, but now he is in charge. And the brother-sister relationship was something I really liked because he didn't believe in her, or at least it looked like he didn't on the outside. It wasn't until later, before his final battle with the Predator, before then the battle in which he died, when they're tied up and being used as bait by the French, where he says, oh, I didn't do this on my own. You did it. I used your idea, and that's how I got it. The idea that she wasn't given a chance to do. And I'm also glad that all the people, except for the French, all of the uh, Comanche who got murked by the Predator, they did put up a fight. They were good. They were good fighters, and they weren't just completely ruined. And that's that's something else I liked. Because each time a group of them fought the Predator, it wasn't just a sad one-sided battle. I'm also glad that the Predator didn't just wipe out her tribe, because... That would have felt weird, especially for an alien that prides itself on hunting to wipe out all these people who don't even know it's coming. What was also a nice touch is that in her final battle with the Predator, she didn't overpower it. She didn't just like plant her two feet and go toe to toe with it and end up killing it. Like she knew she was up against something a lot more dangerous because we did see her kick a lot of ass when she fought back against the French after being released after she was bait. And she did a wonderful job just taking them out. But she also realized that the Predator was out of her league in that way, that she had to outthink it just like the mountain lion. And that foreshadowing was kind of heavy, but I also didn't mind it. Because I like the fact that that we were set up early for the way she's going to take it out. I mean, not the exact way. It wasn't the same trap. Like, not at all. She had a very interesting way when she took its targeting thing, noticing that wherever those lasers hit is where the spear was going to shoot out to, and it would even change course. So she's like, oh, if I put it where it's on the Predator and he fires and he doesn't know and he fires his weapon at me, it'll take him out. I thought that was great. So the big Easter egg that people are talking about is one that I completely missed and I knew I should have seen it. So when Naru gets the gun from that French guy, Raphael Adolini, When she gets that gun, they focus on it like it's supposed to mean something. And I just, I just didn't know. It's been way, way too long since I've seen Predator 2. But apparently that's the gun that the Predators come and give to Danny Glover after he beats the Predator in New York. And I liked that. Even though I missed it, I liked the fact that they had this very specific Easter egg from the second movie, which is probably the least well-known of all the Predator movies. So that was really cool. And apparently there was a mid credit scene I missed. Because when the movie ended, we just stopped. But apparently it shows how the Predators got a hold of the gun. And it does keep in tune with the other, with Predator 2, where after the Predator dies, the others come down to get the body. At this point, I don't know what else to say in the spoiler section, just because... I did really like this movie. And saying that and restating it and restating it over and over again is not a spoiler. The dog doesn't die. I liked the brother as a character. I was sad when he died, but his final battle was pretty badass. I didn't know about the pistol. Naru is a really good character. And I'm simultaneously disappointed and glad 
that they're probably not going to do a direct sequel to this, that if they do another movie, it's going to be a different predator with a different person. Because I do really like this 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 character. I really liked the backdrop of the Comanche Nation. I thought that was really well done. But of course, it would be uncharacteristic if they came back and sent someone else after her. Because that's not really what they do. They just drop someone in a place that particular predator hunts. And if it's if the predator is killed, they come down and get it. This is good the way it is. Just like they never did a direct sequel to any of the others, really. Though I do forget if Alien vs. Predator Requiem was a direct sequel to the other one, but those don't really count. In the Lone Predator films, we only get one. And if we do get a sequel, it's a completely different setting, completely different characters. And I like that. So let me just reiterate. Prey is well worth your time. Amber Mid-Thunder did a great job as Naru. When not counting for nostalgia, I think this is the best Predator film. In general, not even since the first, the best Predator film. But we do have to admit, nostalgia is a very powerful tool. So I will still always love the first one. But this is a memorable film. It was a well done film. Well, my future friends, I hope that spoiler part wasn't too disappointing. Because I know with the Marvel films, when I do those, I go into more detail. But that's because I usually have more detail. There's usually a bunch of Easter eggs to go over. And this movie just had one, really. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. I... I know I bring up a lot, how I lost a lot of listeners during COVID. And even though I do say that, I'm still unbelievably blessed that anyone chooses to listen to this. So thank you so much for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast with your friends. Share it online. That is how we grow here. Also reach out to me. You can find all the ways to find me in the link tree in the show notes. Reach out to me. Say hi. I will say hi back ask for a movie recommendation, give me a movie recommendation, whatever it is, just reach out, say hi. And my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.